Well, hi there. It's been a minute. Welcome. Hey, welcome to the space. You found Lauren K. Hickman. And this is my podcast, Inspired Astrology with Lauren K. Hickman. How are you? How's it going? Fingers and toes, checking in with yourself, your body, your surroundings. What do you need right now? Right? Maybe you thought this podcast will illuminate some of these dark corners in my life, or maybe you're just interested in the full moon, right? But you've come to a space of curiosity, right? Astrology is the science of relationships, how we relate to everything, how everything relates to everything. So if you have any interest in this, It's because you have an interest in relating with yourself and your surroundings and this big, vast world that can be very confusing. What is our part in it? How do we belong? Who are we? Becoming, I hope. So Monday, January 17th, and here in the Midwest at 5... 48 p.m. I've titled this report The Nature of Power and the Power of Nurture. So we have a Cancer full moon. And remember, full moons are a culmination point. It's a pouring out of the accumulated energy of the last two weeks since the Capricorn new moon. And Capricorn and Cancer are on an axis point. So Cancer is associated with manifestation, right? The creative, the water. It's interdependent. Think of water droplets, right? Micro-community within our homes, right? The, the people closest to us, those who we relate with. In Capricorn, the season that we're in is synonymous with authority, efficacy, and independence. If cancer is the birth and the nurturing point of a creative project, then Capricorn is the pusher, the one thrusting a concept into the world to define itself. This full moon is the weeping of what pent-up conjuring you've been stewing on. Power is a main theme in this lunation. The sun and Pluto are separating from their annual union, right? Because the sun patterns through the whole dimension of the zodiac and Pluto moves much more slowly. So this annual union is now in opposition to this gentle and emotionally complicated moon in Cancer. Full moons are a balance point and a confrontation of the fourth, the fourth of, <laughs> it's a confrontation of the forces within and around us. The emotional mirror of the moon can pull us into its tides or carry us to its shore, humbled by our experience in those depths, refreshed or prepared to move forward with our new power having survived currents beyond our control. You may have experienced an emotional uproar these past few days within a relationship, 
a relationship with a power dynamic. Eh, spoiler alert, every relationship has a power dynamic. Some of them are healthier than others, we'll put it that way. So there might be a relationship with another or the struggle within yourself and your own power dynamic. Maybe that's between ego and higher self. Maybe that's mental versus emotional body. Maybe it's your physical body that you're struggling with. Are you being manipulated or are you manipulating yourself or others? Are you in the search for jealous control or do you have a a biting fear of abandonment, right? There's a reason. There is a reason we seek power. With Pluto in the mix of this full moon conjoined to the sun, truth with a capital T is the ultimate work. So both uncovering it and expressing it. When I looked at this chart, the what stuck out to me is that there's a mystical rectangle being formed. This is a sort of harmonious moment of change being available, big power being available, both easy, harmonious, challenging. It is a push. So the mystical rectangle is formed with the moon and sun and Pluto, right? And to make a a rectangle you have to have two oppositions and sextiles and trines to make that shape so you have moon opposite sun conjoined to pluto and then you have the lunar nodes which are sextile and trine to the energies of the full moon uh, that are in opposition to each other right the lunar nodes are concepts right they're not an actual place or an orbiting being but it is a orbiting spatial content um We'll do an episode on those here pretty soon, especially because the nodes are changing signs this week. So with this formation of the mystical triangle, um, the nodes are breathing their final exhale in the signs of Gemini and Sagittarius. You may consider what dynamics with power and emotional rage that may be flourishing from those suffering buttons uncovered somewhere around May of 2020, which are sealing up now as that portal closes. The nodes in Gemini and Sagittarius... I'm a Sagittarius. (laughs) The nodes in Gemini and Sagittarius impacted us all collectively. Hey, laundry's done. Um, Pay attention. So the nodes in Gemini and Sagittarius impacted us collectively within the realms of education, community, and travel. So you made note dynamics with teachers, gurus, and the gods of your subconscious that may have fallen from the pedestal where we can put them into their right place on level ground amongst the rest of us. We are all flawed and beautiful, dynamic, messy beings. And when we expand the awareness of who we are, we can express ourselves as we are, rather than the projection and ambition of what we think we might be. And I'm taking a little bow. Uh, That is your full moon in Cancer report, as written, as put out on the moon mailer, read by me, uh, by request, by you beautiful people out there. 
And if you found yourself in this space, welcome. <laughs> uh, I am continuously amazed by the wonderful little audience that's being built here and the gratitude I have towards the internet and the silicon consciousness, which brings us all together. I hope that this information is useful to you and also my imperfections and flaws. Um, it's good to be here. I have so much to say about this particular report just because there's little tiny things that that come up, little things that are on the background of all this energy. Um, you know, let's talk about the nodes, the lunar nodes, since they're changing signs this week to Taurus and Scorpio. This is a big shift. Um, the lunar nodes change signs every so often, you know, just kind of depends on the cycles of the world. Um, and the last time that Taurus and Scorpio, the nodes were in those signs was in the early 90s, 92, 93, if I remember correctly. Um, when we go through these cycles, there are concepts brought to the surface and we can see through the Gemini and Sagittarius push um, from May 2020 until now, it's very obvious things have been impacted. Our ability to travel, right, which is associated with Sagittarius, our conflicted experience with the truth and with media. So truth, Sagittarius, media would be more of the Gemini talking and chatting, dispersal of information. Um, I don't need to get into it. We have all been living through this, uh, this craziness, right? And, you know, I, I got another text message today that um, my friend's aunt transitioned because of COVID, um, because of fear of hospitals and I I'm just in so much pain for so many people who've lost folks during this um, I know that I I have personally not gotten away without being touched my you know father suffered from really extreme COVID last February so much so that I didn't even speak about it publicly because it was um, very traumatic um, to have that fear of losing someone and the frustration and not being able to do anything about it or to impact their decisions, right? We've learned so much about consent the last couple of years. I digress. So Taurus and Scorpio is going to be the shift over for this year. And we have really beautiful, interesting energy for this year happening. Um, lots of changes, lots of goodness, lots of warm, wet energy, <laughs> Which is silly, uh, silly to say. Um, but, you know, sometimes that, that nourishment, that hydration is what can keep us going on the path, right? So Taurus and Scorpio, what do we think about with that? What themes should come up with that? Well, labor, right? The Taurus bull, labor rights. And I've already seen the impact. Um, a lot of countries and some companies are in introducing a four-day work week. Uh, shortening the work week so three-day weekends um, impact mental health and our joy and our ability to like live in this world and, and enjoy it that the work-life balance has gotten way off <laughs> was it ever in balance I suppose in a capitalist country I don't know if that could be true but uh, it's it's of interest to me to think about how we are shifting our awareness especially how our lives have been impacted this last couple of years and staying home, what we value, what we appreciate, what we care about. 
And Taurus teaches us about those things. What are we attached to? What do we really value? What resources do we have? What do we care about? And that brings us over to land and climate change and nature, our resource. You know, how are we a resource to others around us? How are we in a one-way relationship with the environment? How are we giving back? How are we relating to come back to that astrological ideal? Scorpio, that opposition to the simplicity. We have the complicated, the deep dives, the in-depth, the truth seeker, the unearthing. I love that word. And this seems even more important, the timing with Scorpio, who is so synonymous with Pluto in my mind. Diving deep, the emotional depths, going there, going there. And with the United States having its Pluto return this year, we've noticed the impact significantly leading up to this. You have to remember Pluto is very, very far away and the degrees and the time that it takes to do a full cycle right which is representative in the in the zodiac for it to move through the constellations is so much longer than any of the other planets so these cycles take hundreds of years to get through no human will have a pluto return yes you will have a saturn return maybe you'll have a couple i hope inshallah right um But with the United States taking its seat in the world as it has, being this stage for so much to occur. And here we have the impacts, the unearthing of the damage, the pain, the suffering, the the drama of manifest destiny coming to surface, right? The underbelly, the underside of our journey and how taking land the power dynamic how genocide of nations of people who lived here because of want desire greed how about we get into the enslavement of other beings other lives other bodies controlling the power dynamic using fear using separation, using divisive, horrible techniques to break up, divide, and break down people. I'm a white-bodied person. I, I can't even imagine. I try, but I can't. I can't feel that kind of pain. And I think, um, you know, with this full moon landing on Martin Luther King Jr. Day, there is some resonance with me in how this chart is going to be impacting or at least giving the whispers up to the February 22nd first uh, Pluto, conjunct Pluto transit, right? When we get to that, that degree in Capricorn. Um, so all of us make an impact on these issues that's being discussed, right? And they're related. The, the, new, the nodes, the nudes, <laughs> send nudes. Send lunar nodes, um, send the, the lunar nodes being in Taurus and Scorpio and the relationship between unearthing and then the land. Um, and we see land back. Uh, we see climate crisis 
in our country. We see power dynamics and change. All of this is coming to surface. And it's all of us collectively doing the little work in ourselves, the big work within our little selves, more aptly put. Um, that's going to be what, what pushes consciousness forward is by all of us individually doing the work. Um, and the work is uncomfortable and the work is hard conversations and the work is um, stopping and witnessing, advocating, helping other people, using your privilege to assist, uh, not taking up space where it's not your place to. So let's talk a little bit about this um, (laughs) Sun-Pluto conjunction. Today, um, I just wrote this a little while ago while I was sort of contemplating this report, but um, I dreamt the other night about this toilet, and it was in one of my friend's apartment buildings, like in the astral plane, right? And it was this big wooden terrifying toilet and I had to use it like there was no other toilets around but I had to use this particular toilet and I do dream about toilets a lot uh if I'm being honest I it's just been one of those themes my whole life and I don't know if other people like I've never talked to somebody about how many toilet and bathroom dreams that I have but there are a lot of them uh sometimes I'll end up in spaces where it's just like a bathroom with all these mirrors all around it and all I can think about is like, is this, is this my Scorpio stellium? Is this my compost heap? Is this my healing journey? Right? Because like our, our shit is the compost, right? Like our, our stuff that we're working with, that's where transformation occurs. Even our digestive tract mirrors how we process transformation in, in our lives. Um, so going there right? I, 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 it's, it's a weird analogy. It's not even an analogy. It's just a a phrase like going there. Like, are you willing to go there in conversations with your feeling body, with, with your emotions, with your whole self and your actions, you know, going there can be really dark places. It's the stuff we hide, the stuff we don't want to talk about the things human that we feel ashamed of. And we bury beneath the surface terrified of it being exposed you know I could name 10 things right off the surface of my head stuff that I'm ashamed of that I don't talk about on a regular basis that maybe more people should you know here I'll, I'll give you one I'll be vulnerable here for a moment okay hopefully this doesn't feel too exhibition-y but I read um I read this uh it was on Instagram you know Billie Eilish was interviewed and she talked about um, how her sex life has been disrupted through uh, the her relationship with pornography that she was exposed to as an 11 year old, and I was like, same, same, and I feel like no one talks about that stuff, right? And that that it's really cool that <laughs> Billie Eilish did, you know, somebody who's so young and that so many people look up to. So maybe it'll make an impact, right? Because if we share our dark shit, then usually we find, oh, we relate with one another more, right? That we're human and we have all this like weird things that we hide in the darkness. And I'll bring in um, the darling Mr. Rogers. What is that saying? 
Anything mentionable is manageable, and anything human is mentionable. That's the truth. That's the stuff right there. So in the stream, I was responsible for cleaning out this big crapper, you know, this massive, filled-up, wooden, full-of-crap crapper. And, I mean, this dream is, like, perfectly timed, right, with this Pluto-Sun transit, you know, Pluto being this, like, dark lord of the underworld, right? And it's not about darkness. Like, darkness is what? Unenlightened shadow, right? So you gotta, you gotta just look at it to make it light. So it's an empowering day. Pluto and Sun people. I have a lot of clients who actually have the Pluto-Sun conjunction, but this is a day of empowerment. And Robert Hand, who is a just an amazing astrologer, I have so many of his books on my shelf. He writes that we strive with ambition as never before. The obstacles that may have phased you may seem insignificant now. So it's a time of elimination to let go of the old, the outgrown, he suggests. So my thoughts on, you know, KonMari, your home. What doesn't spark joy, bitches? Do you need to start therapy? Do you finally need to read that book on complex PTSD that you ordered that you haven't gotten around to reading yet? It will not read itself, people. (laughs) So the thing about Capricorn is that it needs to benefit more than just you, right? Um, that's one of the beautiful things about Capricorn energy. Like it wants to win, it wants to succeed, but like it can't really do it without other. It can, I mean, then you have like a sociopath, but uh, it's, it's a really generous serving energy. It gives a lot. So how can your projects and endeavors assist others? You can't own powerful energy. You are merely a vessel for it, right? And if you're a Reiki practitioner out there, Hear that again. (laughs) You don't own this powerful energy. You are a vessel for it. And that goes with any energy, any energy modality, anything that we get to work with. We have such limited time on this planet. It's such a precious experience that we get to have here. You know, and I used to fucking hate it. I used to just rage in my basement as an 11, 12-year-old, just at the existential magnitude of it I hated it I hated being here and my teacher always said you know the more soul you become the more you'll want to be here and I was like bullshit right like I just want to be zooming around in energy waves and frequency and vibration I don't want to be here right I don't feel that way anymore I don't feel that way anymore Even the hard stuff, even the painful stuff, even getting sliced open for biopsies and being awake for painful procedures, you know, it's like, I'm alive. I'm alive. I think that's what Pluto teaches us about, being alive. So returning to the poo analogy, of course, because poop jokes, um, I posted a link to the poo train, the poop train, which was done by Radiolab a a while back. And I always found this really fascinating because like, what do you do with human excrement? The real stuff, like the real poo, where does it go? They like, they put it in waste plants and like compost it down. Like these like magical bacteria reservoirs that are filled with its own ecosystem. 
and they break it down and break it down and break it down and then it becomes compost and then they put that fertilizer on crops and then we eat it <laughs> we eat whatever gets grown in those crops how cool is that like that's the process of life that's scorpio and pluto in a nutshell um yeah so our shit is worth our attention basically so it can become the most powerful nurturer on the path ahead and i love the analogies by chogyam trungpa and the whole buddhist philosophy that we can turn our garbage into fields of flowers right the fields of compassion we can turn our suffering into compassion for ourselves and then for others sometimes it happens for others before it happens for ourselves so all this this is in <laughs> this is impacting tomorrow's cancer full moon um so you know in the dream i was responsible for cleaning up this crapper and um i am not responsible for other people's excrement i'm not even as a as a practitioner as someone holds who holds space for others like you know i i work with energies i work with a lot of different energies to help to transmute energy and to assist people in doing that for themselves but you can pick up your garbage again right you can put down a toxic relationship you can put down a toxic habit you can put put down a what are, like what do they call it like the mental patterns that don't serve you right you can pick all that stuff up again right and you can get rid of them again and just keep picking them up right that's that's free will <laughs> you have the choice that we can just keep uh roiling in our in our in our shit pile um but I am not responsible for other people's excrement as uh the dream foretold. And the thing is when we don't deal with our own stuff, we're unconsciously expecting others to pick up our slack. So where is your metaphorical shit leaking into other people's space? Or where are you taking on other people's stuff? You know, if we all lived what we meant, wholly, honestly, fully, this wouldn't be a problem but just life is not that simple right pluto teaches us that life is just not that simple i wish it were but we develop psychological patterns as a way of protecting ourselves so even the most vicious vile humans that you've ever come into contact with were children at some point and they started developing patterns early on to produce effects that worked for them and what works for you does not necessarily work for other people. And it's tough, right? I, I wish that things were, it's simple, but it's complicated, right? There's your Taurus and Scorpio lunar nodes stuff coming in there as well. Um, so I got news. I have news. Hello, news. Lots of upcoming offerings happening, which I love. And I would love to do more things with you. I get to do a, a book club on the 21st here in Milwaukee, which is pretty exciting. Uh, they're inviting me in to do readings for eight people. Uh, they're going to be about eight minutes long. So if you guys are listening, uh, I will do my best in 90 minutes to accommodate you. But it, it should be a good time. And I look forward to it. Uh, I love doing moon circles for folks. I get invited up to do private groups for weddings and 
you know, chicks getting together and being together or, you know, I, I don't know. I haven't been invited into dude spaces much, but I am an airy son. Uh, those are those are pretty good spaces for me. But, you know, I definitely love that I have such an amazing population of femme, femme identifying humans that um, I get to work with because it's pretty great. Uh, I will be at Kosha Spa and Retreat on Thursday, February 3rd. I spent Saturday yesterday there with my partner and we had a sauna, right? They have these like steam rooms and they call it a personal retreat. And it's in this big, gorgeous brick building called the Garver Feed Mill uh, in Madison. It's on the east side of Madison. So it's pretty easy to get to from Milwaukee in about an hour and some change. Um, We had an abiyana, like this lymphatic massage and you know hopefully i'll get to reconnect with my practitioner there here again pretty soon um yeah we just we just indulged got some caffeine free chai and some nice elixir drinks from shilpa there and indulged in this glorious space and got to try all the products and of course i had to take some stuff home because that's what i do but yeah kosha is a really special place and I am deeply grateful that I had that opportunity to do one pop-up there and now I get to come back for a Thursday in February. So Thursday, February 3rd, get in touch with Kosa Spa, K-O-S-A-S-P-A, pronounced Kosha, which are similar to the uh, chakra energy spheres in the body, space. Kosha is space. So contact kosaspa.com. Uh, Shilpa will get back to you and we'll get an appointment set up. Pretty, pretty limited space this time, but she's got a waiting list. So we'll see what happens. On the 5th of February, I will be back at the Hyde House Creative uh, with Slow Wave, Slow Wave Vintage. Sheila invited me back for, um, you know, kind of the, you know, Valentine's Day self-love kind of thing. And I mean, talk about great taste. Sheila, if you're listening, you're just so cool. She's so cool. She plays the best music, has all this dope clothing, great space, really smelly Palo Santo candles that are amazing that she burns while we're in there. And I'm out in the hallway making people cry. So bring tissues. Uh, I tend to always forget those for pop-ups. Kidding, not kidding. And then February 11th through the 13th, I will be back in Des Moines. I have a couple spaces left on Friday and Sunday, Friday the 11th, Sunday the 13th. Um, Spaces are limited, so do get in touch right away. Um, If I can't get you in on those days, I'll see if I can accommodate you uh, the following week, 14th through the 17th. I'll be bopping around Des Moines, doing my thing, seeing family, taking care of my sister's chickens. You heard me, chickens and her dogs and her cats and her bees. There's a zoo. It's a whole zoo. That's why I'm coming down. Um, Yeah, so all that is happening. And uh, also, I'm going to be co-teaching my first Reiki class. It's going to happen. I don't have the dates yet, but I do have the confirmation that I'm moving forward with a very in-depth Reiki mastery apprenticeship Um, you can get in touch with me if you want to know more about my history, my experience with this. I just have a very hardcore teacher, um, who is really diligent because she honors these, these sacred, sacred teachings. Um, Reiki is an intelligent life force energy direct from source, and it's here to support us. 
and I will have the opportunity to not screw up teaching the violet flame of transmutation, which I, I have done a little, um, a little podcast on that particular energy. And I was just going to do a review on that now, you know, basically because we're talking about Pluto and unearthing and bringing things to the surface. And I did speak some about the nature of us taking care of our own energy, right? And my first, um, my teacher's teacher, who I studied with, her name was Joy Renee. She transitioned in 2007. Um, When she was teaching the violet flame of transmutation, which is a a sacred ethereal flame energy that is available to everyone anywhere, whenever you need it, you just call upon it. I decree and invoke, which means I, it is real, it is here, it is now. I decree and invoke the use of the violet flame of transmutation. And you breathe in the flame and you exhale said disconcerting energy. (laughs) So Joy Renee always spoke about when, you know, you're in a good mood, you go into the grocery store, you're in a space with other people, and then all of a sudden, yuck. You feel yucky and grumpy and all of a sudden everything is shifted in your energy field, right? And it's probably because you picked up on somebody else's garbage. And how she described it was that pig pen character from Charlie Brown who's got the little blankie and like the little... No, he's not the blankie one. He's the one with like the trail of, of like like dark clouds following him. He's like a muddy, dirty little kid. And so that's how she described most people who are unwilling to work with their own energy, either because they're unconscious of it or they just don't want to do the stuff, right? And it always serves you to do the work, like especially on Sun-Pluto transit days and around that period, especially with the full moon being culminated here. Uh, it's it's a time where we do have an opportunity to face, face the music. And uh, I mean, yes, you'll have the opportunity for it to come around once again, but typically the stuff that we don't work on, it works on us right? It works on us. I think Young said that. Don't quote me. Um, So when we utilize the violet flame, we can use it for ourselves, right? We don't wish it on other people. We don't say, send the flame over to fix that woman in the restaurant, right? That's not okay. That's you, you know, using your will and your bullshit and casting projections on other people. Like it's your stuff. If you are picking up on stuff, You just invite the violet flame to transmute, which means to take from one energetic quality into a more qualified form, right? So from the shadow into the light, right? And flame energies change stuff. Just like fire energy in this world does, flames turn stuff to ash. And in in this energetic context with the violet flame, it is an etheric flame, again, that we can utilize at any time to assist us in our evolutionary process. And Joy Renee said that when, when we use this flame energy, if we use it daily, it can really, it can really bring about faster evolution. Not that that's the goal. I mean, the goal is to have like in-depth, real, sustainable evolution. Um, so this is no like quick shortcut, but it is a useful tool to help you move past your stuff. So if you're feeling, um, you know, fearful about confronting a relationship, you know, a conversation that you might have to have in a relationship, you just breathe in. I am love. I exhale fear. 
I receive my confidence. I trust myself. I, I breathe out into the flame. Anything, any of the blockages that are preventing me from moving into this space with open and an honest heart, right? And you can, you can work with it in so many different ways. So that is your short discourse on the violet flame of transmutation. Hopefully that made sense. You should text me. Let me know if it did not. <laughs> so then when I'm teaching this in real life, I don't mess it up. Um, I am deeply humbled and privileged to work with such an amazing teacher. I've never met anyone else on the planet like this woman. She is a scholar, uh, esoteric. I mean, she's, she's just everything, you know, and she saved my life. I won't get into that story today, but, you know, the, the teachers in our lives that have meaning, that make meaning, that give meaning to this world, uh, are so precious right? But I want you to remember that teachers, anyone that you put on a pedestal, you got to take them down. They're just humans. They poop, right? To get back to the poop conversation. They put their pants on one leg at a time like the rest of us, you know, like we're just all bumping around in the dark. You know, some of us just have these like clear mirror reflections in our mind's eye. Um, you know, to, to kind of switch gears a little bit to the, the guru stuff, you know, with the Gemini and Sagittarius. And it was um, earlier in the year, there was some contacts with Neptune. And I remember thinking like, oh, this is the year where we take teachers off the pedestal. This is the year where we're going to find out that people do dumb shit because of power, right? Energy work is power. Spiritual teachings are power. It's creative. It's sexual. It's spiritual. It's all the things. And there are a lot of teachers out there. Um, I, you know, I've been a student of a dipshit who owned a yoga studio in New York City that slept with students. And it's impacted a whole generation of yoga students. Um, Not going to get into that, but it's like a big deal, right? When we, when we put people on pedestals and then they fall from grace and we might discard the teachings and the process of that, right? And it's just like, they're not the light. They just had a good reflector in their lighthouse. And so you don't worship the lighthouse people. You, you, you contact the light. You contact the light. So I'm going to end on that today. And I wish you so much joy and courage and strength at the end of this Capricorn season. Happy full moon in Cancer. You can find Lauren on Instagram at Lauren K. Hickman or schedule a personal reading. Please donate to support this work.